So we're fortunate today. I'm a, that's right. Sorry. Go ahead. Just uh, start talking, man. So, motivational Mark, welcome. What, what did you just say? <laughs> motivational Mark, welcome back. And did you forget her name? Gabby. Maggie. 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 God, yeah, I did. You're so dumb. <laughs> I was close. So close. close. Had the same letters. Same letters. And this is why I told him he couldn't do introductions anymore. <laughs> He's like, I do a good job. No, no, you don't. I just forgot. Sorry. I mean, that's pretty important to know her name. Yes, I'm well aware of that. So, welcome back, motivational Mark. No, no, I'm leaving all that in, so we're just <laughs> so people can see. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, are you a swimmer? <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> no, thank you guys for coming. And um, yeah, I did completely forget your name. Oh, Sorry. Um, I mean, you booked her. I know. <laughs> She's been on television. Yeah, in the in the papers. I'm just saying. How did you get into wrestling? Um, I did jujitsu. Okay, from like the age of seven. Yeah. So. Were you that? like inspired by like Ronda Rousey and those type of people, or? I was for a little bit, uh-huh. and then she got beat by Nunes. Yeah, and then I was like, never mind. You're just out. <laughs> <laughs> I see that Ronda Rousey's still kicking ass in. Um... No, nah, it's not real. But it's. I mean, she's still she's still putting the work in. Come on now, man. We just had Dustin Sar. He wouldn't even agree it's not real. Oh, it's a story, right? I mean, she legitimately was fighting before, and then she got she couldn't take it, and then she's going to something that she can be scripted to get right to win. But I mean, she still has to put the work in, right? Because they still have to like go out there and sell it, and it's still a lot of work. Well, we got two wrestlers here. Let's ask them opinion (sighs) on wrestling wrestling versus wrestlers. I mean, they're athletic, right? I mean, they're, they're athletic. It's not wrestling. Right. It's not the one that yeah. you guys do. Right. Obviously. But oh, God. It's, it's a great form of entertainment. You know? And that's do you what think soap for. operas are the same as movies? <laughs> I haven't watched a soap in a long time. And uh, <laughs> no, it's not because. Okay, then. It's the same. I, it's as, like so dramatic all the time. Like, and that's wrestling. Yeah, because they're telling us a story. Like, you have to follow the characters through the to, to the story. Like when she got beat by Nunez and who else she get beat by? Uh, the boxing. Uh, Holly Holm. Yeah, that's real. Uh, oh God! Obviously, I know what the difference is, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. I don't think you do. But anyway, so that was your inspiration. Was you started uh, jujitsu? Mm-hmm. Did you who did you train with here? Um, I trained at Midtown Grappling Academy. Uh huh. Um. That's run by Alexander Meadows. Oh, I know him. Yeah, he's a really good guy. He is. That's where uh, John goes there. John. Yeah. Our, our buddy, um, he's, a, he's a police officer, and he goes. Uh, he's there like every day at 5 a.m., like that morning class they do. Mm-hmm. And it's like he just messed his neck up really bad. He had to get surgery, and they finally like cleared him, and he's right back in the thick of it. I was like, dude, you <laughs> they told you to take it easy, man. They didn't tell you to freaking you know go balls to the wall with some of the, the beasts that you go against. So when you were doing jujitsu and you go to wrestling, is it how hard of the transition was it? Because I know it's usually the opposite way. People were wrestlers and they do MMA or jujitsu, what have you. Yeah, I had to get out of the habit of going to my back because yeah. I like to pull guard a lot. Um, yeah, besides that, the transition with my stance and yeah. <laughs> he had to uh, he had to remake my stance because uh. it was not good. I had like T Rex arms. <laughs> is it fun? Is this like when you squat, like you just like 
doing like this and you coming at the other person when you first start? Is that the stance? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is it supposed be, to look like? You're loose, protect, okay. you know, making sure you can cut, protect your lead leg, not reaching, circling and controlling ties and stuff like that. So it was a whole new avenue. <laughs> so when did y'all, when did y'all start working together? Oh, how'd y'all even meet? Like, I mean, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get a little backstory on that. So, yeah, okay, so Mark is motivational, motivational Mark. Sorry, I apologize, sir. He's a superstar. I mean, he really is. He, uh, you know, he's done an amazing transformation in his life. He's kept it off for two years, getting stronger at, at the whole time. Um, you keep on getting, like, people hitting you up and stuff about your wrestling, not wrestling, but the wrestling. Mm -hmm. And that's legit, man. You sent me something or you texted me the other day that all these people want to work with you and shit. Now that's that. How, what kind of feel? That's a good feeling, right? Yeah. And it's, it, it, and to me it's, it's like super humbling. Yeah. Cause I'm just a high school wrestling coach, you know? And I have like, like I can hit up guys, you know, that have been on national championship NCAA teams, all Americans at NCAAs, you know, and sometimes they'll hit me up for advice, like more life advice than anything. Cause I've been out for a long time, but um, you know, it's just, it's just my way of, of giving back to the sport. And a lot of your truer wrestling people will find a way to give back to the sport. Cause they've gotten so much out of it, not just the wrestling, but the life lessons you learn in that room and on that mat are immeasurable and that's why i feel fortunate to work with such talent like maggie and some of the others i get to work with it's just you know every day that that i'm in the room with them it just blows me away that i'm allowed to work with these kids and they you know look to me it you know it's it's it goes back and forth so i mean i'm not just like oh yeah i'm coach mark i do all this i'm great blah blah, blah. that you most of the time if you don't know me, you won't know I'm at a tournament or something like that. I try and just have it all be about the athlete themselves. And that's paying off. <laughs> so how were you when you got into wrestling? I started late because I was like 10 when I started. So what, what did most people start? Well, I grew up in Ohio. So, I mean, most of them are starting like, uh, <coughs> you know, five, six years old up there. So here, at what age is it generally high school that most people wrestle? Yeah, there's it's becoming there's more youth growing now. Yeah, in some clubs, but for the most part, you're like junior high, you know, what seventh, eighth grade, ninth grade mm -hmm. type deal now. But it's it's getting down further, which is good because it helps develop them coming up. Do you do you train any of those young kids, or do you know any parents that are like, hey man, will you work with my son or daughter? Yeah, I've had. A, a few of them that were, you know, eight, nine, ten years old come and ask me. And right now our club is mostly just high school kids. So I don't have a lot of kids mm. to work with the little ones. So, you know, I refer them to different clubs in the area that are beneficial for them. When did y'all start the high school club? Uh, let me see. It's Bluff City Wrestling, right? Yes. Bluff City Wrestling Club. So that, is that like, is that when you guys started that, was that just like a club that any kid can come to from any high school? 
Yes. And that's that's what you all wanted to do. Yes. And now you all got the, the best of the best pretty much in it. It's kind of worked out that way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we've gotten so fortunate, but yes. It's you. Uh, Maggie just said it's you. There's, there's a group of us that have done it. Well, 2017 was our first tournament that we held. So it was probably 2016 maybe that we started the club because there was a couple big clubs in Memphis. And they had all held a meeting and said, hey, let's all get together, you know, work this out, blah, blah, blah. Well, when we came to the meeting, they told us, hey, practices are going to be this, this, and this at these places. And we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We thought we were all going to talk this out. Yeah. You know, so we're like, we left. A group of us left the meeting. We're like, look, we're going to go out on a limb. We're going to start our own club. And for the first couple of years, we charged no dues, no you know, fees, nothing. Everything came out of our pockets. And we had, you know, Kingsbury, um, White Station, um, Bolton, Bartlett, you know, that kind of Germantown, that kind of basis on our kids. And then when I transferred over to MUS as, a, as an actual high school coach, we moved our facility over there and now – like St. Benedict and Briarcrest and, you know, some of those others have joined in. Bartlett's still a big player in it. Um, Germantown still has kids in it. So, I mean, it's it has grown. We have probably 20 at least in our room every day, yeah. sometimes up to 30. And this is, this is just kids from different high schools, obviously, right? And, yeah. like, do you all have – Set practice every day and stuff like that. Like, hey, we're gonna do it if you can make it come or what? Like, mm-hmm. or do you expect some of these people to be there at practice since you know you're training them and stuff, teaching them? No, I mean it's off season. You know, I mean if and here's the thing: there's a saying out there that uh, summer wrestling develops winter champions, and you can tell the kids that wrestle in the summer do way better in the high school season than kids who. You know, February's over, regular season's over. They go off, don't step on the mat again till you know November. It shows. The kids who put in the work, like Maggie, you know, they just keep getting better and better and better every single time they take the mat, it, and it just blows me away. I mean, I'm this weekend. I was just like, oh my god, this is not the same person I had a couple of years ago. This is phenomenal. Where'd y'all go this weekend? We were in Murfreesboro for the uh, Tennessee USA Wrestling Ironman Tournament. All three styles of wrestling, folk style, freestyle, and Greco. What's the difference between those? Folk style is the American style wrestling, collegiate style wrestling. Okay. So you can't, like, lock hands and different things like that. You know, that's the biggest difference is you can't lock hands. Freestyle and Greco are the Olympic styles. So you you'll lock hands. Every everybody in the world does those styles. Mm-hmm. America does folk style. Yeah, <laughs> but like freestyle and Greco. I mean, you'll have big throws and you know launching people and stuff like that. And it's to me, it's way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> you like the freestyle and Greco? Oh yes. Which one? What do you do? All of them? Yeah, I do all of them. I do like freestyle more than both folk style and Greco. So now. What what country would you say is probably the best as far as wrestling goes? Uh, it's a toss up. I mean, you know, back in the in the eighties, it was obviously 
the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And then once they broke off, like Azerbaijan came in, and Iran, Iran has always been tough. Turkey's always been pretty solid. It's the Middle East, and and you know that what Southeast Asia, I guess that area. Mm-hmm. There's always been like you know predominantly the top. Yeah, because I know they always talk about like Khabib. Like, I guess he's from Dagestan. Yeah, Dagestan's a whole different breed. <laughs> <laughs> Those kids start wrestling out of the womb. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy, man. Like, it, it's, but like, what, what what makes it so different there? It's just all they know and all they want to do is teach their people wrestling and. Yeah, I would, I would guess so. I mean, I have not had the opportunity to go to Dagestan, but I have studied it because it's in my sport. Now, do they have a different style of wrestling? They do freestyle in Greco, and oh, then they okay. have um, what, Sambo and some other stuff too. But yeah, yeah, because I always see like he's like wrestling bears and stuff when he's a fucking kid. I'm like, what are you doing? Man? <laughs> when I saw that, when I heard about that, I thought it was fake. Like, there's no way this guy is wrestling a bear, you know, as a child. And I don't know. So, who are some of your heroes? Um, <clears throat> uh, Tamara Mensa Stock. She's amazing. There's Adeline Gray. She's really cool. I like. Um, Kyle Dake and <laughs> Kyle Snyder. Isn't that one of DC's guys? Who's that? Uh, the Kyle Snyder. Did he go to Duke? No, he went to Ohio State. Oh, okay. There's some guy named Kyle something. I know he's like out at 8, 8KA now. I think he's trying to fight MMA. I think he was a Duke wrestler. But I want to say his name was Kyle because I know he had, uh, DC had posted something about he was looking for like a fight. And I told Nick to hit him up because he was like looking for a low-level show. Oh, like a, like a pre, like a warm up fight, kind of like a yeah intro. It, it, oh, is this gonna be his first fight? I guess. Or? Yeah, this is like a couple of years. Oh, back. okay. Yeah, when B3 was around. So you wrestle year round. Mm-hmm. So the wrestling that's going on right now is the the club wrestling, club wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the season for high school starts when November around then, and it ends in February. Doesn't seem long, does it? Is that why y'all need like the club wrestling to keep on getting better? Mm-hmm. So how many was it considered matches? I guess do you do? Is it a, per week or how does that work? Um, this season I got thirty-one matches, uh-huh. but it's just who like the girls that want to wrestle in the state, with, uh, who we can get outside of the state um, in the area. Just depends on who wants to wrestle. Mm. Is it hard for you to find competition? Yes. <laughs> You, when it, when do you think it's going to become big on the on the on the female side? It's the fastest growing sport in the country right now. Women's wrestling is yes. Wow, so it's it's coming. Yeah. What do you think has spurred that? The success of the women's national team. Mm. They're way better than the men's. Isn't that generally and, everything though? Because like <laughs> men's soccer, soccer sucks. Yeah, like. <laughs> we did make the World Cup though. Uh, barely, barely, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, and then, you know, I really think since the women are better at soccer, you know, at soccer and stuff like that and other sports, they should get paid more than the men's team. You know, they finally, now they finally brought it to even or something like that. So they finally settled on something. Why the fuck would they have been getting paid less? Because they, we watched the women's soccer team over the men's team any day. Right. I don't know. So who's your biggest rival? Um, in the state of Tennessee, yeah, uh, there's this girl named Piper Fowler. She's mm-hmm. from Cleveland High School. Okay. Um, outside of Tennessee, 
I would say Grace Stem or Emmett Allure. And what's so special about them? Um, Emmett Allure is undefeated in everywhere. Oh, really? <laughs> for the past five years. Wow. Um, Grace Stem, I just haven't gone against her yet, but she's really tough. And so how long has this girl been wrestling the undefeated one? Um, is she like one of those Dagestani people? It's <laughs> 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 a womb. To no, wrestle so, the umbilical cord. So she's never lost in high school and the club wrestling? Mm-hmm. She Jesus. Doesn't, she doesn't even go to school anymore. She She's homeschooled. So all she does is club wrestling. Wow. So is she going to be an Olympian more than likely, you think? Definitely. Are you wrestle against her? Mm-hmm. Oh, I got tossed two times. <laughs> it, it wasn't a good match, but it was fun. That is so insane, man. Now, what is the hardest part of wrestling, would you say? Uh, the cardio, uh, trying to figure out what the person you're going against is going to do. Uh-huh. And like being like, oh, how can I defend it? But it's usually mid-match that you're like, okay, so they just took a shot. <laughs> Where are they going to go from there? How can I defend it from there? And are you yelling to her, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to do? Sometimes. He's silent in the corner. He sits there like this. <laughs> just like, <laughs> stares. We, the couple years we've been together now, we've just developed, like, she knows what I expect, and I'll do some hand signals. Because you don't probably want to let the other person know, right? Yeah. And yeah. a couple key words, and she makes it happen. That's like I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just so fortunate. That's so do y'all do a lot talent. of studying of tape, I guess, after each match or something? I'll look at a lot of tape, but just to just to see more so our strengths mm-hmm. and and keep making them stronger. Because, like, would you be able to watch, like, this girl that's undefeated, like, prior to see what, like, her habits are? Do y'all study that kind of stuff? Because I'm pretty sure everybody has something they do over and over mm-hmm. and over again. Mm-hmm. So y'all have watched her and still can't take her. Like this, this is another level. This is so she's like she's so like who pro, she and you guys are like amateurs. So like, this was, who would she be like for? What was the guy that uh, is it? Uh, Oklahoma's what is the guy? Is it Oklahoma State? What's his rest the wrestling coach? John Smith. Well, yeah, was it would be like that or what's no? What's the guy to beat DC? Uh, Kale? No. Yeah, Kale BDC. What's his old name? Kale Sanderson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So was she like that guy? Amet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Or Gable, Dan Gable. You know, she's, yeah. We're working on it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have faith in Megan. So when you get to practice. <laughs> but that's got to be like a fuel, though. Like, I, I want to beat that person. Definitely. Because, I mean, if you're always just destroying everybody, you probably get complacent or think you're too good. And I'm pretty, I mean, somebody's going to get her eventually. And why not it be you? Yeah. yeah. It's like Anderson Silva, remember? Like, he was, he would just not have a guard or anything. And people couldn't hit him because he was so fucking fast. And then finally, was it Chris uh, Weedman got him? Yeah, because I, everybody, everybody thought it was, like, rigged. Yeah. They're like, there's yeah. no way he lost the way he lost. And remember everybody when he, gets beat eventually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they always say generally getting beats probably one of the best things that can happen to you. Because mm-hmm. it makes you, like, most people want to come back stronger. You're gonna be here one loss. You're gonna you're gonna beat her one day. We're manifesting it right now. Yeah, <laughs> one day. And then everyone's gonna remember you because you were the one that toppled the beast, right? Took down Goliath. That's right. And no one's gonna remember. Oh, what was that girl? Oh no, she lost to Maggie. That's all we need to know. That's all we need to know. You know, like. But that one 
L is going to be yours. Hopefully. So walk us through like a practice. Like when you get to practice, what do y'all first do? We warm up for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and we warm up and stretch in 10 minutes. It's so... Um, why can't we stretch for longer? <laughs> because <laughs> stretching is not going to get you the title. <laughs> right, Mark? <laughs> Mark is walking. Yeah. How long does it last? How long does the practice last? The club practices are two hours. Damn, that sounds so intense, man. And two hours, 10-minute warm-up. So for an hour and 50 minutes, you guys are going hard every day. Well, not so much in the club. Because we'll have usually like the last, what, 30 minutes or so, we'll do live. Yeah. And then we'll, you know, back up because we split the group up and go half of them live. And then the other half gets a rest. And it's you're just back and forth for two minutes on, two minutes off for 30 minutes. Just live wrestling. So would it be like, uh, let me get quite something I possibly know. Like, would it be like when you're doing jujitsu, like you're shrimping mm-hmm. first, then they teach you the moves and then you free roll. Mm-hmm. Is that pretty much what y'all do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that like sense, in the club wrestling, is it mainly like learning technique and improving on like different stuff like that? And then you take that to the city. I mean, the high school wrestling, right? Everything you've learned in club. Yeah. It just seems like a lot of work. How easily do you can take Raul down? Very easily. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like we're not going to, if we had video. Well, I think we'll have to do a video. Can you please take it down after we're done? No. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I bet Mark can take you down. Oh, most definitely. I'm not going to even deny that. I mean, I, I'm not going to like, fake it. I mean, what, but shit, then she's fucking strong as fuck probably. Like, I'm like, ah. Tell them about what um, Frank Mir's daughter said about you. Oh, my gosh. Frank Mir's daughter. I went against her in a national tournament, beat her somehow, and then she comes off the mat and goes, she is so strong. And I'm like, she's built like a man. (laughs) 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 That's awesome, man. That's the one you got just, that was like a month ago, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that one. So how did you do in yesterday's tournament or this week's tournament? Um, I won folk style and Greco and I had one loss in freestyle against, against the Piper girl that I mentioned earlier. Hmm. Yeah. It's so. coming for her. Got mm-hmm. a beast over here, man. So what, how do y'all develop? Like, I always hear your hands are like fucking wood. Like it's just, so <laughs> Let me see your hand. Mark, give me your hand. Give me your hand. Oh man. Splinters. No, but I'm just saying like, the, <laughs> it's just like, you're just built different. Like a grip, the grip strength and stuff like that. Or more, maybe that would, like granite, I guess. Well, I mean, that's, that's the thing in wrestling is the heavy hands. You yeah. You hear people talk about heavy hands all the time because you're snapping people, getting them out of position. Please stop touching <laughs> me. <laughs> I was trying to get my hands grip. What is it called? Grip strength? Grip strength, yeah. Because, like, I know a lot of it's like you pull their head down, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Just smack the back of their head. <laughs> yeah, Maggie did a phenomenal job yesterday. The girl kept getting the underhook. So she would clamp down on her overhook and pull her. I mean, she was moving her every single time. Yeah. And she was giving up quite a bit of weight as well because Maggie's a 144-pounder. She got bumped up to the 152 class. And so because everybody in 144 basically ran. Really? Mm -hmm. Either lower weight or higher weight. Yeah, it was. Oh, because they didn't want to go against you. Yeah. And then you were coming to the tournament. Uh, and I went against him anyways. Yeah, jeez, man. So where all have you been 
as far as wrestling goes? Um, I've been as far up as North Dakota, uh-huh. and as far down as Mexico. Wow. Oh, wow. That's where the Pan Am was, right? And, yeah, I remember Mark telling me about that. Uh, yeah. How did you do in Pan Am? I placed second. And that's your first international tournament, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's impressive. It's pretty fun. And like how, how old many? are you? Hmm? How old are you? I'm 17. Wow. I man. think about that. Just, just now, yes. <laughs> yeah. And you're accomplishing so much. What did I do when I was 17? Eat pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Most death. I'm trying oh, to think. you ran your gang, the Westminster Mafia? No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, dog. We broke the gang up. <clears throat> when we started, so when we moved to Cordova, we had, I had to, you know, dissolve the bad gang that was in. Uh, I told my homies that, you know, stay strong, keep it up. I'm out. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> we had a gang called Westminster Mafia. You better watch yourself, okay? <laughs> okay so. But we would just do like, Delinquent shit, like, you know, egging and throw rocks at trains. I found this out the other day. No batteries. I'm batteries, sorry. batteries, batteries. Like, what are you doing, batteries. man? Batteries. Yeah. So we would steal the batteries from the Walgreens across the street from my apartment complex <laughs> while we stole the candy and cigarettes, too. Uh, but no, actually, the cigarettes and the cigars, the lady used to sell us because she lived in the apartment and she would just string it up. And then, but everything else we used to steal from the Walgreens. This is your friend, Mark. Ugh. I'm trying to help him. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, it was, I don't know. I can't remember what I was doing in 17. I know I wasn't doing anything like you were doing, are doing. Like, what were you doing at 17? I was still in high school. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, nothing major. Just, no. Yeah, nothing fun, right? Like, we're just going to school and going door to door. That's how I was still going to Oh, you were all. still doing the. Yeah, at 17, I was. Because I grew up, we couldn't do sports. So there were no sports because I grew up Jehovah's Witness, and they don't want you to do anything extracurricular. I think Tony would have been a good wrestler. Yeah, but, um, he's got the size for it for sure, right? Like, and the I remember when, I remember when I was in uh, when tough. I was in my cousin used to wrestle because he's from Ohio too. He's from Cleveland, and that's where I remember hearing about wrestling. And then when I got to high school, somebody had mentioned it, but like I said, I couldn't play any sports or whatever. But I always heard the mentality is is so tough. Like it, it drills into you like mm-hmm. discipline and all that good stuff. Cause especially like with your the diet and Ugh. practicing and all the other jazz. Yeah. So how difficult is it like, especially around like holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas? <laughs> that sucks, man. You don't get to eat Thanksgiving and shit. No, because I have a tournament the day after usually. Oh fuck! Oh my god! So did your, did your parents like set you some like aside and like put it in the fridge for you? No. No, no mercy yet. <laughs> Jesus, man, no like basically be charged or something. <laughs> like you enjoy that kind of stuff. I was talking to my friend yesterday, uh, Nick's sister, and I was like, you know, I'm still mad at you. She's like, about what? I was like, I mean, you didn't invite me to Thanksgiving dinner, and that was like what seven months ago. Now, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, I like macaroni and stuff. Okay, like, and she was like, Nick said that you wouldn't come because it's in Arlington. I was like, I work in Arlington. It's not that far of a drive for me anymore now. You know, and so. <laughs> Oh, man. What was the toughest part for you, Mark? Really, the mentality was. Mm-hmm. But, like, growing up, the school I went to, um, we had won several league championships in a row. And so it was expected. Oh, uh, okay. But I was fortunate. Like, our junior high team, our um, middle school team was all coached by, like, the same family. Yeah. So – Brothers and cousins and whatnot. So the, uh, the coaching philosophy didn't change. I lost every single match my seventh grade year. 
every single match. I got in the car about halfway through the season, and my dad looked at me and said, I don't know what to say. I've never seen a kid lose so much in my life. And we drove the rest of the way home in dead silence. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but did that fuel you? Like yeah, the my losses? Eighth, my eighth grade year, yeah. I lost zero matches. Yeah. So and what then, did you change? He didn't want to lose anymore. <laughs> yeah, losing sucks. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he takes an L. <laughs> yes, yeah. His virtual L's. <laughs> you want I mean, me to show you his L he took the other day, Mark? I mean, <laughs> Hold on, let me show you what the fuck are you showing? Hang on, let me see before you show. Please, let me see. No, move, bitch. Oh, God. So, like, the other day, I... I was looking at the ring and I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> oh, this is fucking. I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I almost died out there. You must. I oh, mean, Lord. I, oh, God. All right. This is him taking an L. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I haven't seen it. <sighs> he stumbled. <laughs> <laughs> I could have fallen into the hot tub and busted my head or something. The cover was on it. Too. No, I mean, like, on, my head could have hit the hot tub. Like, uh, you know, and that was an L. I mean, she's been dropped on her head repeatedly. Yeah, you definitely what? beat me up. <laughs> yeah, so, where do you go next? Um, have you picked wait, a school? No, I have not picked a school yet. Are they like bidding over you? <laughs> what what program? Much. What program right now in high school is like? One of the best. Like, what? Give me like the ranking. Like, you think is in high school, like nationwide? No, like here locally for us. It's a toss up because there's so much transition year to year with some programs. I mean, like MUS now. I mean, Coach Lewis came over there five years ago, and they were basically nothing at that time. He came from Christian Brothers where he had won several state titles and had, yeah. you know, state medalist year in and year out and all this and that. And so he just just was like, hey, I'm going to change. I'm going to go over here. We're going to develop this culture. And now we've got a state champ, a state runner-up, you know, in five years that he's been there. So, I mean, it, and that's the thing. It's just who's going to develop – that wrestling culture, and that's what it is. It's a culture. And what I tell, like, my club kids and the kids I work with one-on-one, which is, you know, like four or five kids that come to our little private sessions, they, um, you know, that's that's my family. And these people, you know, hopefully these kids know that, you know, I'm going to do everything I can for them to make them the best that they can be. I want these kids to go out there and be better than I ever could have been. That's my goal. And yeah. just sit back, watch them stand on top of the podium, take pictures of them, and smile, do a little dance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you guys wrestle against, like, the best? Is that what you guys do over at MUS? I mean, if, if you look at Tennessee, yeah, the, there's, a, there's a divide between the, the public schools and private schools, mm -hmm. and it's split because public schools – can't offer tuition assistance and stuff like that. And so, you know, we so don't you, have scholarships in wrestling. Right. So you think like the <laughs> private schools are stacked because 
you can handpick where you want to go, kind of, if you're good. Yeah. And, like, the school will figure it out kind of thing. Like, hey, uh, yeah. tuition is 14000 a year or whatever, but, you know, you, you can qualify for all that. It'll make it work kind of thing because mm-hmm. they want you to kind of college wrestling. Like, the best, you know, you want to go to the best because you're the best. You get to kind of pick where you go. You get all these letters and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then that's, you know, that's one of the advantages. And, like, in Tennessee, Baylor is probably the top school. And they're a boarding school, so they get kids from all over, you know, and and like they they walked away with the state tournament this year when we were at um, Montgomery Bell Academy. We had our state tournament there, and they just easily won that tournament. Like all divisions, all weight classes, or well, they didn't win one fifty two because our guy took that. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, women's wrestling is really growing. And so it's going to, that's, Tennessee was one of the first states. There's five states, I think, Mm -hmm. that jumped on board right when they were sanctioning women's wrestling. So they're one of the premier states to to sanction women's wrestling. So it's an actual sanctioned TSSAA sport that's sponsored, you know, from the athletic administration and all that. They have their separate, state tournament, everything. And so, and it's just grown and grown and grown because of people like Maggie and people like uh, Piper that are out there, you know, winning at national tournaments, you know, bringing, bringing that back to Tennessee. Like, Hey, we're producing national champs out of Tennessee, you know? So that, that goes a long way. She's, she's really a torch. (laughs) Where do you want to go to college for wrestling? I don't know. Somewhere up north or in Texas. There's, there's literally. No. Now, are the schools in the north better at wrestling? Is that why? Do you want to go there? Yeah. And then Texas just has so many high school that, you know, so many high school, they're probably good too. Yeah. And then there's Arizona as well. Arizona's good. They have a good. Arizona State doesn't have an actual women's team, but they have a really good club based area. So there's that. They will not be far behind. I don't. I don't think because they're they're signing people right now for out of high school, yeah. and so it's and now the NCAA has actually recognized women's wrestling as an emerging sport. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get numbers generated so that they can become an actual full full fledged you know D one D two D three championship level sport. Because right now the probably. NAIA nationals for women. They just they just got there sanctioned as an actual recognized national tournament for NAIA. So most of most of your women wrestlers that are on the world team and stuff like that, national team, come through like NAIA or they just go out to the Olympic Training Center out of high school. And are residents out there. Where is that located at? Colorado Springs. Mm. Is that didn't y'all go out there, or was that close? Yes. That was, Maggie just had a whole camp out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where Ben's at, right? Yeah, you been Corliss? Yeah. So what what tournament are you going? Is overseas? Where where did you say that? Somewhere overseas, you're trying to get to. I'm trying to get to Rome in like June. That's soon. Yeah, soon. I got a place first at World Team Trials for like before I can get to Rome. How long will you be over there for? A week. 
<laughs> so how do you how does how do y'all pay about for, pay for this kind of stuff? Uh, so if I make the world team, then the Olympic committee will pay for my ticket and my gear and everything for me, but they won't pay for my mom or I decide to take Mark. They won't pay for Mark. That's fucked up. Can't be your coach or your mama. Like, I guess not. <laughs> so how are you guys going to raise money? I was, Mark hit me up about this. Um, how you, how you plan on raising money for this stuff? Uh, so we have a couple fundraisers going. Um, we do like t-shirts Sell those. Um, there, recently, there was a business called Wally Hatchets. They did a pasta of the week or pasta of the day, and they just like I forgot the percentage, but some of the money that they made off the pasta went to the fundraiser. That's in Bartlett, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is it on seventy? It's on summer. Yeah. How much are y'all trying to raise? I should probably know that number. Um, <laughs> Let's go with fifty grand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Yeah. And that's just to get your mom with you, right? Mm-hmm. Damn, man, that's all. You would think that this shit would be covered, you know? Like you're badass, and then you know. Like, well, the athletes are covered. They don't. Yeah. They don't make anything, but their travel and all their all their expenses are covered, but. Yeah, USA is kind of backwards with their Olympic stuff. Yeah, well, I, saw, oh, I can't remember who it was that some Olympians, American Olympians, this past summer or you know in the Winter Olympics or whatever it was, they they had to have like what you do and raise funds so they could go to the fucking Olympics. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that? Why are they having to do that? Like, why is it not discovered? Like, it's been that way for years, and then we wonder why. All these other programs are just destroying us. I was like, well, they're paying these athletes. That's all they do is train in that sport. What do you think about uh, NIL deals? Name, image, likeness from like the NCAA finally approved that. So college athletes can sign sponsorship deals now. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, like, yeah, they uh, so, you know, John Daly and his son just signed a big deal with Hooters, the restaurant, and it's like one of the big biggest ones. And then a football player, I forget the kid's name, he just signed an eight million dollar deal because he's like the number one mm-hmm. quarterback coming into college or whatever. We need to get that for wrestling too. It's, it's coming. Like Gable Stevenson, who was just a national champ and gold medalist. I mean, he had some NIL deals, and then that's what led to him going into the WWE. Which you know, I can't. I can't blame him. The guy already won a gold medal. He's national champ. You know, get your money. Yeah, exactly. That's what we were talking about earlier. Like Ronda Rousey doing that. You know, she's making like five million a year or something like that. You know, and being a UFC fighter, unless well, she was probably making good money being a fighter too in the UFC. But like a lot of those guys, I mean, you know, it's like a ten and ten. You know, ten thousand yeah. a show, ten thousand a win. Like, and then you have to pay for everything, like your corners and your cut. You have to pay the cut people. The you know, so much you have to pay. Yeah, it's not at the high school level yet for the NIL, but it's being looked at. She had to um, talk to the director of TSSAA about this fundraiser and stuff like that, and so it's all above board and everything like that. So, Oh, so you guys had to get permission to 
permission to try to raise the money. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. Even though this is a separate sport yeah. from the high school, because it's not affiliated with the high school athletics. Is that so that way they wouldn't, you wouldn't jeopardize your eligibility or something like that? Is that where you had to get the permission and stuff? Oh, they could be like, hey, no, you, you got paid and that's sponsorship, so you can't wrestle anymore or something. Yeah. That's just so fucking <laughs> stupid, man. Like, what are your plans for the summer? <laughs> My plans? Wrestling. That's, that's about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, go to the world team trials. See if I can get to Rome. Train every day. Sleep in, hopefully. No, I don't think so with Mark. I don't think so either. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's going to have me in the gym by like 8 o'clock in the morning. What do y'all do for recovery? Do y'all do like ice baths and all that stuff? I haven't done an ice bath in a while. I should probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is the what does the ice bath do? Is that the cryo thing? Like it's the, the, the cryo the is minus the water, the ice and water. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just the cold. Like it's extreme cold. And that's because I know Carl was saying that that's our friend Gina mm-hmm. is doing that at her new place. Yeah, I've done it a couple times out at the one in Germantown, and you know they tell you like. It's like minus a hundred and something, and you're thinking in your head like, "Okay, when it gets freezing here, it's like, oh, this is cold." <laughs> yeah, and you're going into like minus a hundred, but you know, once you're in there a couple minutes, you get used to it. But do you feel better afterwards, though? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, what exactly does it do? Like, how does it help you recover? Like, isn't it for lactic acid or something? Yeah, it, it helps to it helps to get the lactic acid out of your muscles and breaks it down quicker and stuff like that. Because the recovery they're doing now is just so scientific, yeah. Compared to like back in the day, well, you remember when amazing. you remember when Terrell Owens broke his leg, and eight six weeks later he was playing in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. like because he, he had the, the the that all the best equipment he could buy, right, mm-hmm. to get because he want to play in the Super Bowl, and like people were like that's fucking crazy, and that was what six years ago, eight years ago, mm-hmm. and now just think of how much further it's even come, you know, since then. Mm-hmm. Like, Wrestlers, we just usually take some time off. Like a week or a couple of days. Well, isn't that the thing too with wrestlers? You just kind of fight through the pain, you know? Yeah, that's what's crazy. Like you go to these, these, like especially the state tournament. Yeah. And if you put in the work during the season, you're not going to the state tournament at 100%. Uh-huh. You're maybe like probably best, probably 80, 85%. But you just, you know, that's why they call it the grind. You just, you go in, you put in the work. You know, like, you know, most of the time I'll check in with her before we practice. Say, hey, what's hurting? What do we, you know, what can we work on? You know, stuff like that. So I'm trying to be very aware of my athletes. And like yesterday I had one that's on our club team and he he's on my high school team as well. His ribs were sore. I'm like, dude, I'm scratching you. There's no sense in risking further damage. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going on there. I know it sucks because you want to wrestle. And that's the hardest thing with these wrestlers is they want to just go, go, go. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I'll pass on that, fam. Um, My hand hurts. My hand hurts. I'm good, coach. Thanks. What's the dirtiest thing somebody's ever done to you in a match? Um, There was one point where I, like, I did something to my hand and I had it taped. Uh A person grabbed it and twisted it up. Wow. There's that. Um, I've got my hair pulled a little bit. (laughs) Girls wrestling is fierce. Yeah. Women's wrestling is fi- like I would watch re- women's wrestling over 
Somebody came to the door. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Over men's wrestling most of the time. Really? There's just so much more action. I mean, they're out there like they want to go out there and just compete. A lot of guys are like trying to play it safe and this and that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. I've almost this, punched somebody one time. <laughs> this I don't doubt. <laughs> now I always hear like people like to like use their head against people a lot. Did you do that a lot? Or do you do that a lot when you wrestle? I do it a lot. What are y'all doing? Headbutting people? <laughs> yes. It's, <laughs> it's not headbutting. It's head position. Come here, Tommy. Like this head position thing. See you. It's like this. <laughs> yeah. You, well, you know, you have to set things up so you use your head. Like you're hitting the other person in the head. Like no, I don't think it's more oh, like hitting, but it's like you're kind of like head, like forehead to forehead, pretty much, right? Forehead yeah, forehead, forehead to ear, or, ear or uh, the jaw or the temple or the nose. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. you developing cauliflower ear? Yes, I am. <laughs> it's already there. No one's gonna fuck with you. You see, you see, you see somebody with that, they ain't gonna fuck with you. I've seen like you know, like I've seen memes on the internet and stuff. Like it's like. These are people you don't fuck with. Like, and it, it's always people with cauliflower ear because, you know, they've been on the grind for so long, they're going to fuck you up, yeah. man. And that's just it. Do you have to get it drained all the time? Uh, it's actually solidified. So oh, really? It's, it's already there. It's, Damn. It's like set in stone. I can't get rid of it now. <laughs> it's like a badge of honor, though, I would imagine. Yeah, and no one's going to fuck yeah. with her when they see that. <laughs> like, they, uh, never mind. Oh, if they watch her wrestle, they're not going to mess with her anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so what's your signature move? Um, right now it is a fireman to a dump. And how does that work? Um, so you'll have the tricep and you clamp down on their arm and uh-huh. then you go for a high crotch. Yeah. Yeah. A high crotch. And so you'll take them forward or you'll spin them up and shoot your arm up and they'll just fall flat to their back. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fun. Like how <laughs> fucked up are people's backs? Your back's got to be, like, destroyed. Depends if they land, like, flat on their back or they roll onto their back. If you land flat on your back, the air air is gone. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sometimes you hear them just go, oof, whenever they land. Yeah. That's how you get it right. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, God. Wait, she's going to fireman you today. (laughs) No, fuck that. (laughs) No, sir. I'll roll on my, I'll flat on my back and hurt. I'll probably die. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man! And you, you enjoy doing this? Like it sounds so much work involved. Yeah. He likes to say that wrestlers are always a bit off because they want to come out and do this. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's true. Dude, you can't be in your right mind to be a wrestler because I mean, think about it. These kids wake up six a.m., go to school all day, and look forward to that two hours yeah. that they get to get beat up. Yeah. I mean, a normal person doesn't walk around back. Oh, at the end of the day, I get to get two hours. <laughs> to get you know, that's not the normal mindset. Yeah. And, and that's what I was talking about with the wrestling culture. Once we get that culture developed and that mentality, they, and they buy in, they're like, Hey, let's do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, it's like we're having practice this afternoon. We just competed two yes, days in a row. Damn. They're ready to go. Well, it's like, you can't teach work ethic, right? And if you have it, you have it. If you don't, then you're just never going to achieve everything she's achieved, obviously. Yeah. I have work ethic. Probably not going to believe me, but I actually do. And I got told this the other day. Well, on your job. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is after her job is school. Yeah, true. I didn't, I didn't even think about that. School sucks, man. It does. 
Don't encourage her. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, why do you have to go to school for eight hours? Like, why do you have to work for eight hours? I don't know. Who ca- who created uh, these numbers? It's Henry Ford, right? Yeah. Oh, it's like how a five-day work week. Why do you have to because... work for eight hours? <laughs> no. Sh- oh, fuck you. <laughs> this guy This guy doesn't work, and I don't know what he does all day, but I'm like, Mark, what's up? What are you doing? Ah, uh, man, you know, it's it's like 11 o'clock. Ah, oh, man, this got done. I'm going to go to, you know, get my workout in. Or it's like 12. Oh, man, these motherfuckers made me work five hours today. What the fuck's wrong with them? He's positioned himself to do that in life. Man. I know, right? Yeah. But has it always been like that for you? No. Your job? No. no. Okay. Because you've been there, what, 20, 22 years? 22 years. Mm -hmm. Wow. The same company? Yep. Man, that's impressive. Yep. And they they know that I coach wrestling, so they allow my schedule to be lighter in the afternoon Mm. to to get over and help these kids. I mean, to me, it's like just a blessing. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. Now they finally realize that I'm not just BSing them when I tell them that. Because at first they're like, okay, whatever. You know, when I, when I first start working with them, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so grateful to be, you know, part of this. And I'm like, whatever, you know. And I'm like, you don't have any idea. I mean, this, this, it does as much for me as it does for them, I'm sure. Yeah. Has your confidence grown since you've been wrestling? Definitely. I used to be a very shy kid. Yeah. Like, I know, it's strange. <laughs> Mark's, like, Mark's like, you don't shut the fuck up on these road trips. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I used to do you talk a lot on the car? No. No? no oh, man. You sleep? I sleep. Yeah, you're young, that's why. <laughs> Me, I don't shut the fuck up. Or where? <laughs> Ever. <laughs> See, usually when I have an energy drink in the car, then I won't shut up. But other than that, I will sleep. Yeah. Have you seen a lot of kids... Like change since they've been wrestling, like it they've developed the confidence. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, you know, she'd won one state title before I had started working with her. Yeah, and now she's a three-time state champ. And and what impresses me is like, I'll be like, hey, we in in during practices, especially when it's like her and I and a couple other people in there. I mean, I'm nitpicky. But I want it to be flawless so every time they drill it, because reps are the only way you're going to get this. It's just muscle yeah. memory. And, and luckily she's, you know, accepted that. And it, it's taken it and just ran with it. And now she's a phenomenal athlete. It's unbelievable the things she has accomplished. I mean, you know, Pan Am silver medalist, national champ, uh, third place at uh, Fargo, which is freestyle nationals. Um, three-time state champ, you know, I mean, and she just started wrestling in high school. Wow. <laughs> like, when you were growing up, did you think this would be your life? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> For the longest time, I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, I knew my life was always going to be a bit off uh-huh. from other people. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, Navy SEAL. Yeah. She could do it. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, you have the toughness <laughs> for sure. Like, I, you know, I, I can 100% see you passing that, like, the courses and shit. Are your parents or family like this? Like, do they have the same kind of mindset? Or is there um, anybody that, like, you're like in your family? My mom. Definitely like my mom. She used to do triathlons. And she actually went to the Olympic Training Center to do, like, train for, like, triathlon. She was on that running team. Wow. Which running i don't like yeah like i can stay over there i'll i'll wrestle uh my biological father not really. 
Uh, yeah, that's about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wrestler, college wrestler, Navy SEAL. So, what do you see like after college wrestling? Um, Navy SEAL. She <laughs> 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 so could be ROC. What is it called? ROTC or yeah. whatever, like in college. Yeah, I could do that. Um, well, I either want to go to the Olympics after college or during college. Uh, then I want to own my own gym and teach people wrestling and jujitsu and boxing, but like have like a bar in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what do you know about drinking? She's seen. She's, she's seen drinking Bang Energy, man. What are you yeah, about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, at uh, the jujitsu gym. Yeah, uh, they used to just stay after, have a good time, crack open a couple beers. Just have a good time. And I'm like, I want to have that in my gym. Jiu-jitsu is a lot about community. Definitely. Yeah. It's similar. To is that wrestling. what you did? Mm-hmm. I used to train with, uh, I trained with Alex for a little bit, but I, I, I originally started with Jeff Mullins. I don't know if you know him or not, but he's, you know I Jeff. think he's a commissioner mm-hmm. out in Vegas now for uh, uh, MMA commissioner. Yeah. He came, uh, he came, athletic commissioner. He came to yeah. Memphis yeah. like two weeks ago and told everybody, put on Facebook that he's going to be at. Uh, I forget the restaurant's name. It's a Mexican restaurant, El Toro Loco. And if you want to see him or whatever, dude, like I heard like 300 people went and saw him. Yeah. He's a really nice, nice guy, man. He I remember to, when you used to, can I talk? I mean, I was, I said, actually trained with the guy, man. Sorry. I mean, so I, was, I remember when, like everybody would talk about how top heavy he was. And I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? And he got on, I'm like, he felt like a 300 pound man. <laughs> I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? So how do y'all do that? Like, how do y'all distribute your weight like that? It really depends on who we're going with. Yeah. It's like you can shift your weight one way. and or hmm. The best way I can describe it is whenever somebody tries to hip toss you uh-huh. and you shift your weight down. Yeah. Like you, you sag a little bit mm-hmm. and they can't throw you. That's, that's how that's the best way I can describe it. It's just it's just the hours and hours in the room of, of getting it developed. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm 170 pounds. Yeah. We've got a heavyweight that's 250 pounds. You fuck him up? When I'm on top of him, he's not. he can't get up. That's impressive, man. Have you seen that video? There's this guy. It's like on YouTube. And he acts like he's like homeless or something like that. And he's, a, he's like, I know him. can you take me down? And he's like, I'll pay you X amount of dollars if you can take me down. He came here and did a camp for us. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. The Bitcoin bandit, Dylan Palacio. Yeah, and everybody's yeah. like trying to take him down. They can't <laughs> fucking take him down. They don't realize he's like this amazing wrestler. <laughs> yeah, he wrestled at um, Cornell. Oh, okay. All American for Cornell. Damn. It's so funny watching that video, though, man, because people are legit <laughs> trying to take this dude down. They can't do it. He did it outside of the. Um, you know, when Bitcoin just had their big conference and uh-huh. stuff, he was doing it out there. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, is that where that Bitcoin bull was? Probably was that down in conference? Miami. Yeah, because yeah. we went to one in April, and then I know they had one. No, January, January I'm sorry. Yeah. And then they had one, like, this month, too. But that's so funny, man. Yeah, because he came with um, my buddy um, Johnny DeJulius from Ohio State. And that guy, he's out there skydiving, base jumping off of buildings. Oh, is that the one you told us about, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get on your podcast. Yeah. Did you hit him up? I did. Not, not, not. I don't think. Because I asked him. <sighs> no, I did text that guy. You gave me his phone number. Yeah. I texted him, okay. and he said, hey, I'm going to get back to you when, when we can do it. I remember this. Because you I, had to stay on him because he's. Yeah. Well, like, you know, this guy likes to lie a lot because remember he told you about the, the quest bars or whatever. Yeah. The, oh, I sent the email, and you're like, 
you didn't send the email because you would have got the stuff by now. Yeah. Did you send the email for that at all? Was it Quest? Is that right? Quest, yeah. I just got my I just got my rewards today. I promise you, I texted the guy. No, I'm talking about oh, the Quest oh, thing now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to lie because I can't lie for shit anymore. I used to be really good. Well, never mind. Why would you want to be good at lying? <laughs> I'm everything you don't want to be. Okay, <laughs> look at degenerate. me. Look at me and say I don't want to end up like that guy, 42 years old. Okay, Got it. yeah. What, no. what was your signature move, Mark? But but grab. <laughs> oh, you, have you seen those pictures on, online and stuff like that? Like, well, what are you talking about? It was a butt drag. No, not a butt drag, but like like when you're wrestling or when the guy, some guys are wrestling, like their fingers are in their butt and stuff. Like that's a butt drag. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought I thought they, you mean talk about like you scooting. Kind of gotten away from it because there have been incidents at schools where people are like actually putting their fingers in trying to you know really I, yeah it was i was about to say have you ever heard of oil checking somebody <laughs> no what is that <laughs> that that's like their oil oh. yeah that's that's what it's, it's like this yes. and it's like it's up in their yes you know the yeah. hole i'm like what the yeah. fuck their hole <laughs> <laughs> that was not my signature move yes for real though what was your move uh, I liked uh, low level attacks because I was I always wrestled at one twenty five, and I was like five six. So a lot of the guys were a little bit taller than me most of the time. So I'd use low level attacks, sweep singles, and stuff like that, and then you know control on top, just dominate on top. A lot of times I would not try and pin people. I would just just make win my points. Yeah, because you wanted to. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <man. laughs> so tell us more about this heavyweight you bully. In in, in, in in the class, I mean, in, 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 in practice, I don't bully him. He does. <laughs> I mean, by the way, you make it sound like you know you take him down, and once you get on top of him, he just he's probably just like, please get off me, coach. I can't, I can't get you off. Like he's making he's, him better. He's he's a star football player. Is he getting better though? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He won. He won first place at Greco this weekend. He's Damn. a state. He's he's a uh, state runner up. I mean, he's not. <laughs> he's he's really good, and he's and he's a sophomore. Jeez. Yeah, he's he'll be a state champ the next two years. If he keeps on listening to you, he will. Well, I mean, if Coach Lewis is there, we have other well, coaches you know, in yeah. the room. Yeah, it's, it's not all just me. These kids are what do it. They they buy in. They do the work. I just kind of give them some pointers. Do you see yourself trying to do it full time? That would be ideal. <laughs> I've had several parents wishing that I would have my own facility and yeah. just do that year round, but I still have bills to pay. So wrestling, wrestling is a culture that they want everything for nothing. Mm. And so that's kind of what we're doing with our, our club now is we're shifting gears. That like, hey, you're going to have to pay because we travel. Yeah. I mean, we're going, you know, we're going back to – Middle Tennessee next weekend for the state tournament. We're going to Kansas for the um, Southern Plains regionals. We're going to Fargo for nationals. And so, you know. This is all in the next, what, two months, three months? Yeah, through yeah. July. Yeah. So when do you get to actually just relax? <laughs> like, I'm really concerned for you now. I have <laughs> two months, a little, little, two months at the end of July before yeah. folk style season starts again. But I usually train within those two months. But it's like light. Yeah, it's light practice. Yeah. It's not as like two hours going live. That's it. 
No, it's like, uh, we'll just flow through it, and then, yeah, I might have a week off. You're like, ah, I'm just going to sit down and relax, eat food, before I, have to, <laughs> before I have to cut weight again. So how much weight do you have to cut when you, like, you, you rest at what, 140, what'd you say? 144, what is it? 70-something kilos. Yeah, 70. 60. It's like 65 kilos. 65 kilos. Yeah. And you multiply that by two, right, to get? Oh, 2.2. 2.2. Because it's like, it ends up being like 143 yeah. something. Yeah. So right now I'll have to cut like 10 pounds <laughs> um, to get to. Did you have a couple weeks? So. Yeah, I have two weeks. Oh, don't worry. Mark's going to get it off. He's he's getting excited to think about you having to lose 10 pounds now. He's like, man, I can't wait to get you in the gym. Like, <laughs> I, I never worry about her making weight. I never worry about a couple other kids making weight. One kid I did have to worry about because he said he was going to, he went to sleep heavy and he left it in the hands of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he told me. Was this kid Raul? <laughs> God damn, man. Oh, wow. And he actually had the gumption to tell me this. Yeah. And I'm like, I've read the entire Bible. At no point do I remember the Lord cutting weight. So might not have been your best source. Yeah. Is he good? He has the he has the ability to be good. Yeah. He just has to understand that when coaches are coaching him, mm-hmm. it's not it's not a two way feedback scenario. Did you just point at me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he likes to like, why do I have to do this kind of thing? Or Not why, so much why, or? but like he has also input. And I'm like, okay, well, we've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. You know, longer you've been alive. Oh, well, yeah. Way, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, I mean, I'm 51 now. I started when I was 10. So, I mean, yeah. And I've been coaching in Memphis since 04. So. That was before I was born. I mean, I've been coaching in this town longer than most of these kids have even been alive. Have you seen that video of this guy? He's like, yeah, I was born in 2000 and the guy's like, and? <laughs> He's like, there's more? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Now, like, when we do the wheel, it's like Wheel of Fortune. I mean, what yeah. is Oh, it? my God, dude. Like, I, I got to go all the way back to 1980 and Tony goes to 79, right? I'm like, yeah, it's Jesus, like, I remember it was just like, I'm like, fuck this, man. We start getting like AARP letters in the mail pretty soon. Hey, you get some good discounts. What is that? Oh, the, what is it? It's like a retirement or like for older people. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm in it. Okay. Are you really in it? I think you've been like 70 to be in that shit. No, I think it's like 50 something. Yeah. 50. Oh, yes. I got something to look forward to discounts. Yeah. Eight years. Early birds. Early birds. But yeah, it's. I don't know. These kids, the mentality they have anymore now and the buying in is, you know, just incredible. Because, I mean, it's, it's not easy at all. They go to school. They have to maintain their grades to get to a college that's, you know, a good level college. I, you know, it's, it's a lot. And that's why, you know, we took a couple of weeks off after um, the folk style season ended and then spring break came. And I was like, I'm not going to the room. 
I said, you, you guys are not, I mean, she had something coming up, so we would go. But the rest of the guys, I'm like, no, go be freaking teenage kids for a couple of weeks. You guys devote your life to this, you know, and then and we have breaks, you know, throughout the training cycles and stuff like that that, you know, just do you. Yeah. Because, I mean, the biggest thing, like, I had issue with was the mentality side of it. Cause like, you know, you, you're going out there day in and day. I mean, you're not, you know, some days you don't want to go and you have to go out there. And if you, if you go out with that attitude, even at practice or whatever, it's going to show you're going to have a crap practice and then you're going to feel bad cause you had a crap practice and you're going to beat yourself up cause you had a crap practice, you know, and it's, it's just a cycle. And that's, you know, part of coaching is you have to try and, you know, keep building these kids up, keep building them up. And it's, you know, I hope I do a good enough job for them. You know I mean? It's, it's a lot, it's a lot riding on me because their parents, you know, put that faith in me. These kids put their faith in me and it, you know, I'm just a normal dude trying to do the best I can. He is not normal. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no wonder you've been so successful at, your journey, your weight loss journey, because you you know you've been doing it your whole life. You got that mindset. Yeah, that's that's the hardest thing now is like, because like I grew up on a scale. Yeah, it's like she's growing up on a scale. You know, we all the time checking weight, checking weight, checking weight. And you know, I had a conversation with Ben when I was getting ready to start this this other program because I'm I'm trying to put mass, but keep a small waist. You know, and and. Get get that more upper body, lower body strength, you know, stuff like that. See what you got to look forward to. <laughs> but um, but the scale is going to move, you know. And I had okay, this is going to be my goal weight. Boom, right here. I'm going to stay here. Da da da. But it's a body image thing now, and I I may have grown up had you know body image issues growing up because of having to stay at 125 pounds all through high school. You know, four years at at one weight is not easy. This girl went from one weight and three state titles, three different weight classes, has dropped each year. Wow. I'm not dropping anymore. I don't have any more left. Oh, you have, you have more left, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, at least you didn't argue. You say, oh, no, coach, I'm good. And he's like, all right, I guess we're going to go to the 60 kilo. Here. She's comfortable here. And so that's that's my thing, where they're comfortable. What weight class does the girl wrestle that hasn't been beaten? She's 150. Or, yeah, 150. That would be 68 kilos. Oh, so when you wrestle her, you have to go up. I So last year at the World Team Trials, I was uh, 150. So I was like, okay, we can stay here. And then I wrestled her, and I was like, maybe I can go down. <laughs> maybe I can go down. Damn. How do you feel when they were trying to get rid of Get rid of wrestling in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. I was not. I was not happy because they're because isn't that how it started? The Olympics, right? Was because of wrestling, correct? Well, I mean, that was one of the one of the original sports. Yeah, uh, and Greco-Roman wrestling was, you know, one of those. And hopefully now they're even talking about bringing women into Greco-Roman because women don't do Greco-Roman right. Oh, now. really? Yeah, is all because Greco-Roman is just upper body attacks. Yeah, you can't attack the legs at all. She is superior <laughs> at Greco-Roman because she has mastered throws in this net. She's she is a bully 
when it comes to Greco-Roman? A little bit. Unless I go for a leg lace. Yes. In a match. Do you believe the kids that you wrestle with at the, in the club? No. Well. <laughs> the guys. Some of the guys. I, she the guys. does, yes. I'll, I'll bully the guys. I won't bully the girls as much because they're just now starting to get into it. And they're like, I want them to be comfortable. Further on, I'll probably be like, hey, come here. <laughs> how many girls How many? How many girls are in the club program? Six. 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 Yeah. How many did y'all have when you first started? Zero. And then she was the first one, and then now, it's clearly and, yep, because of her. And these girls, like, they'll come and tell me that, like, because I'll I'll tell them like, hey, go ask Maggie. I mean, she's gonna know because women's wrestling is a whole different sport to men's wrestling. Like, I have to call um, Coach Badan out of Middle <clears throat> Tennessee because he's been the women's director for a long time, and and he his daughter wrestles, and she now she's wrestling collegiately, and um. You know, I've had I've had to ask him, like, you know, because I didn't know, and I was I was the first one to tell him, like, hey, you are what has guided me to where I need to be, so that I can help, you know. And then he handed Maggie off to me because she was going all the way to Clarksville to train, and and he was like, hey, why don't you hit up Mark and see if he'll help you out? And I was like, it's wrestling, okay, but then it wasn't wrestling; <laughs> it's women's wrestling, which is. A little bit different, so we've we've tweaked it, and luckily, I've had a great athlete to work with. So you're going all the way to Clarksville? Three hours every weekend. Really? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Is it big up there? It's bigger than down here. Like, really? It's so wild, man. Yeah. Memphis is very splintered in the wrestling community, and it, it's saddening because... It doesn't need to be, mm-hmm. and you know, I w- I will work with anybody they come out. I mean, we took a girl last year at Fargo. She she was a Fargo runner up, which is the nationals tournament. Damn, she was a runner up. She wasn't going to warm up, you know, this and that. I grabbed her. I had never even talked to the girl before. I grabbed her. I was like, "Hey, Maggie, Ian, come on, let's go. We're going to warm up." And her dad just like, "This guy." He just took my girl, got her warming, and now me and him are good friends. Mm. It's just, and he, but he, this is what he told me. He's like, you know what? You're real. And that's one thing I'm always going to be with these kids is real. Yeah. Because if you start sugarcoating stuff with them, they're going to have these false images and whatnot. And then when they go and, and do get beat, it's, it's going it's to hurt. It's gonna, they, might, they might be devastated by it. We take a real L. (laughs) 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 We come back and we learn from it. Yeah. Do you think a lot of the kids, like sometimes it's a big fish in a small pond mentality. Sometimes like they're like the main thing here. And then sometimes they'll go somewhere else and they're like, get wrecked. Oh yeah. You think that's like a problem too? Cause like I would imagine if you're not training with great people, like you're always just dominating buddy, everybody in the room. Like, cause I think like you said, that losing to that one girl, like was a, a learning thing for you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people like to be comfortable and they don't want to lose, you know? And that, like I said, I think losing is, some, I mean, we lose every single day, something in our life, you know, either person or 
You trip over by the hot tub and hit your head. You know. I could have hit my head. I could have been in a coma right now. And you're also going to be talking about me in a coma? You're already brain dead. You can't get any worse. <laughs> but yeah, I think, I think like what y'all are doing, like you said, like helping somebody else, like that's so awesome, man. Cause like some people are like, nah, you're good. Don't, I don't want you to infect my pool. I and mean, look what you did with Antonio. Yeah. Damn, man. That guy. Plays the piano, everything. I was like, "You play piano too?" He's like, "Oh, you have no, you have, you have, you have no idea." I was like, "Oh wow, that's yeah, why." That's why I was like, "Hey, let's get him on the podcast because you can tell us." And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> "Who is this?" Um, Antonio Washington. Uh, he's one of Mark's from Bolton, right? Yeah, when he, he was at Bolton. Yeah, he wrestled at Bolton. He started in high school, and now he's wrestling for King College, and he's probably going to transfer. He's in the transfer portal right now, mm-hmm. looking for a different. Because they they're going on like their third coach over there since he signed. Really? Oh, yeah, and he signed the original coach he signed with is not even there. So he's looking for a better program for himself. And and the night the the thing that kills me with this kid, right? He went and he would have all these letters. He had a lot of letters coming in. Really? You know? Yeah. I mean, he's pretty good. And uh, <laughs> he would have all these letters coming in. And he would set them aside by, you know, division, you know, what and and stuff like that. And then he would further that down by what major he wanted. So his top priority was, what am I going to have for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and she's doing the same thing. You know, I mean, that's that's what that's what I get. You know, these kids they just amaze me every single day. I mean, they they've got it. They figured it out. They it's just, I mean, I just show up and show them a couple wrestling moves, and you know, it's, it's easy for me. So, did you know you? I guess you've been training with Mark before his transition or like his transformation, correct? Oh yeah, you knew me when I was fat, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> like, how much of a difference does that make for y'all? Like to see his dedication with that? Uh, it really like sets a. a st- Set the bar. Yeah, like, it set the bar yeah. for like the determination, and it sets the vibe for the room, and it just it helps a lot to yeah. stay driven when you have a coach like him. And the fact that he gets out there and he shows the move step by step, he wants to be on the mat. He jokes around with all the kids in the room. It just helps a lot. He also bullies a lot of kids. Yon is a good pair of bullies, man. <laughs> you guys are gonna be like that guy y'all talk about that the, the video. Well, to take oh, down, yeah. take yeah. me down. Well, <laughs> Mark's gonna be recording. No one's able to take it down. <laughs> the one thing is, it also humbles you. This sport. So I mean, because you know you can lose any every time you take the mat. Yeah, there, there's always that that chance. And so, yeah, we might do some bullying in the room with each other and whatnot. That's not. But if we see somebody else getting bullied, guess what? These kids are gonna do. They gonna go bully the bully. Yeah. They're not going to be doing the bullying. <laughs> well, I think it's like one of those things where it's like it's not bullying. It's just like it's just razzing. Yeah. Like there's a difference like it's, between it's, it's bullying fun. and it's, like, it's, it's fun, like you know? sometimes people just pick on people just to be a dick. But sometimes you pick on people to be fun. Like somebody's in on it. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's a difference. You. He always thinks he's being bullied. It's like, no, man. People just want you to be better. Yeah. He doesn't want to be better, though. He, he wants to be mediocre. Mediocre is I mean, like I said. Do you like look me? at me? Don't be me. <laughs> yeah. Do you like lukewarm coffee? 
I don't drink yeah. coffee, but I get the metaphor. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I don't understand that mentality though. Just trying to get by in life, man. No, you guys are right. You know, you should. Have, I should definitely make it get as most most of I can out of it, right? Every day, but you know. I mean, it's like Mark says about the dash. Oh yeah, Live the, the dash. dash. I mean, You've only got so many years here. That little dash on your thing. What did you put into it? Okay. <laughs> I see why y'all call him motivational Mark. Yeah, so when we had him on the podcast last time, mm-hmm. he told us about that. That was his advice. And he's like, you know, uh, I think you said your dad told you that? Well, the the preacher at my dad's funeral. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, like, it was live live that dash. So Yeah, because, like, I think most people, they just are born and then they just exist and then they die. And it's like, what is the point of living this life that most people would on their deathbed would uh, do anything to get it back? And then most people are just like, Oh, I'm just content. It's like, no man, like you got to do something, you know? And most people, I don't know. I, I just, I don't get it. Like, I don't know if it's how I was raised or I would always be like that, you know, but that's just the, I've always had that mentality. I always want to do more than just skate by. What gets you going, Maggie? <laughs> what, what, what's your motivation? My motivation. Um, good question. Good question. Like prices. Uh, find me food. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, just to be better than I was yesterday. Like, I I want to. I do want to make a change in the world and get there someday. But just uh, uh, be better than I was yesterday. And I've seen. Some people in my lifetime, I don't know, I'm only 17, but make better choices than what I've seen. Have fun. No school. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is your motivation, Mark? It's just, it's just for these kids to, to grow as humans and and, you know, I may not make a change. Like like you always refer to Tupac's thing. Mm-hmm. I may not be the one to make the change, but I might spark the one who does make the change. She's making changes. Yeah. She won't take the credit because she's very humble, but she's making changes. She's signing autographs. She's 17 <laughs> years old signing autographs. What? Yes. She's having a picture. She's out there signing autographs. She's famous. <laughs> I signed a pair of shoes. That's awesome. And that's going to be worth a lot of money because they're going to be like, yeah. Like my boy Gary would, Gary V would say, making an NFT. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'd be like, well, I can. Why not? That'd be his next thing after that. Well, I don't know how. YouTube. Mm-hmm. I see enough Gary V stuff that I know that's what he's usually going to say. <laughs> do you, how do y'all feel about ego? We had a conversation about this yesterday. Oh, yeah. Do you have to have a little ego or like, a little, a little ego to have the confidence to be able to step on the mat, but not too much ego to where you look like a dick. Mm. Right. Nice. My boy Cobra Tate says. Who, how are you friends with these people? Like, you're friends with a lot of famous people all of a sudden, man. No, I'm not saying we're boys, but yeah. I talked to him. Yeah, Tony was like, send me this video of this one guy. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And now we get, he sends a lot to me and my friend Polly, you know? <laughs> and like, it's just. I know Polly. That's right. <laughs> oh, you should have saw him last night. He came. He popped in town. He surprised us. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah. He's like this big. He's tiny as shit now. That's awesome. Yeah. 
But yeah, he was saying about um, ego is good. Like a lot of people were like, oh, you shouldn't have an ego. But he's like, have an ego, but it's have something that you work for to deserve that ego. You know, because like ego gets you started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, most people that don't have an ego, they're not going to even try to do anything great. And you have to have some type of ego to like think somebody wants to listen to you or, you know, train with you or something like that. So it's like have an ego, but don't be an asshole. Yeah. You know, you struggled with that. Remember, we had to talk about that. And it, the kid, the girl's coming to you and this and that. And you're like, mm-hmm. I just, I, you know, I was like, hey, help them along the way, mm-hmm. but still have you. So it's, it's it's one of those things you have to, it's a give and take. Yeah. You have to have enough to be, like she said, you have to have be enough to be confident to go out there. Because when she takes, when she takes the mat, it's a whole different animal. <laughs> <laughs> this is a whole different animal. And, you know, and I just, that's why I can just sit back in the chair. I'm like, okay. Take a little nap. Six, six minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So how long is a match? Six minutes. Six minutes. Generally. Two, two three-minute periods. Yeah. In freestyle. And there's three two-minute periods in folk style. How many matches do you have to win in a tournament? How many how many times do you wrestle in a tournament? Generally four, three times, three sometimes. Yeah, if it's like a sixteen man bracket, you know, and, and a lot of times I tell kids, I'm like, here's the thing: you have top half wrestlers and then bottom half wrestlers. If I wrestle in the top half of the bracket, I'm wrestling less matches than I am if I go down to the bottom half of the bracket because I got to step back a couple. Yeah. To keep going forward. And so, you know, I'm like, hey, I'd rather be a top half wrestler than, than be a bottom half wrestler. I'm going to go do my couple matches this day, take a nap, come back the next day, win my next two, state champ, done. Now, when she goes to Fargo, there's, you know, it's, it's two days and you're like four or five matches per day usually. Is it because it's just so many people? Yeah. Uh, now, in, in order to be a top wrestler or a bottom wrestler, this, these are rankings, right? Is that how it works? Or it's usually seated. Yeah. Well, okay. U, uh, UWW calls it pairing, and so they'll take your ranking and stuff like that and put you know, put you in order. So, I mean, they're going to obviously reward the top seed like they do in any bracket. So yeah. if you're the one seed. If it's a 16 man bracket, you're getting the 16 seed to start off with. But as it progresses, it gets tougher and tougher each match. It's fun, <laughs> definitely. And do y'all weigh in the same day? Uh, sometimes. It, uh, like for Iron Man, I weighed in two days before, or one day before I wrestled. Okay. It's generally the night before uh-huh. or the morning of, and you have like an hour and a half to get back up, drink some Pedialyte, <laughs> warm up, get on the mat. That's so brutal, man. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Are y'all like doing, I've seen people like sitting in like hot cars to try to sweat it out. <laughs> I've done that so many times. <laughs> the heater is on in July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the most you've ever cut? I've cut 10 pounds in six hours before. Wow. Yeah. How do you sweat crazy. so much? What'd you do? I was cutting down from like... 160 something to 152 or 162 to 152. There was a lot of like 
fluid in my body at that yeah. point. I was kind of chubby at that point. <laughs> so I had I had the the fat and all that to lose. Now it's like if six hours will get me like two and a half pounds. I need to drink more water. It's, I drink these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah it's fun. so much fun. So fun. <laughs> be on the treadmill and like a, a sweatsuit. You're running laps. <laughs> Y'all do that in wrestling? Do you run laps in wrestling? Or is that just with Walthick? We don't. No. <laughs> we do six and sixties. Yeah. What's that? Six times back and forth across the mat in 60 seconds. Yep. I've only been recently. Yeah, this is sounding even better now. It's so fun. <laughs> it's great. I haven't even gotten into all like the potential injuries that you can get. Have you injured yourself before? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, what was like the best, worst injury? Uh, I broke my orbital bone. What? Yeah, it was right across here. You, it, it wiggled. You could like press on it, and it wiggled. Like you can move it like this. Yeah, you can move the bone that's underneath your eye. Oh. Mm-hmm. What happened? Uh, I got headbutted by a Texas chicken. See, <laughs> she brought her head the back. Head <laughs> she brought her head back. Oh, so yeah, it wasn't. Did you finish the match? Yeah, I did. I won. <laughs> she made me mad. Oh shit! <laughs> she pissed me off. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell?" Was it intentional? Like, do you think it was intentional, or like just like a? Kind of like- no, she went to like bridge out and just wham, hurt so bad. My coach came up to me. This was when I had Badon as my coach. He goes, "Huh? Does this hurt?" And he was like, "Oh god," because it it moved in when it. <laughs> Jeez. I was like, yes, that hurt. Oh. I almost punched him. Yikes! Got some ice on it. Finished the rest of the tournament. <laughs> It happens. Broken bones and sprains and popped up. What have you hurt, hurt Mark? Everything. <laughs> she broke my nose a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> we were practicing, and I mean, it was just like a free roll. We're just you know doing our normal stuff, and yeah, she she went up and I went down at the same time, and it just caught me right on the nose. And I mean, like I was seeing like stars, so yeah, it was. It was a, a good hit. <laughs> and then we finished up practice, you know. Now, after she broke your nose, did you get madder? And no, we kind of laughed. <laughs> <laughs> like, then she got mad at the girl that broke her orbital bone, like, you know. Yeah, no. Yeah, did you go harder at practice on her because of that? Like, no. Well, I think she's in, she was in competition mode then. They were in training. Yeah, we're, so it's yeah. we're having fun. I was having fun. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I, I hurt Mark. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, my God. What is Mark going to do to her? What is Coach Mark going to do? No. It is part of the risk. Yeah, I'm going to pass on the fireman, the <laughs> takedown leg, the 6x60, uh, the orbital bone fracture. I'm good. I'm just going to chill. It's not for everybody. Yeah, definitely. And not for me. Tony, you should go wrestle with Mark. I think Tony would be good. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch. <laughs> Even there with Dion. Yeah. Dude. Oh, he would we, totally beat Dion. That is you, could, you could wrestle our heavyweight. Oh, yeah, so, like, um, what mark do you see? Or not mark. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, what mark do you see yourself leaving on the world? Ooh. Ooh. Um, hopefully growing women's wrestling. Hopefully to inspire some of the younger kids to come in and be like, hey, I want to try that. It's not just for guys. Yeah. Um, 
just the for girls to be more comfortable with going into male dominated sports in general. It's, it seems so cool. <laughs> Do You're you see a trailblazer? Yeah, for sure. I mean, is that women's wrestling in college? Yes. So, like some, some there are like some programs that have it. I guess there's uh, a lot more, more and more all the time. Yeah, that's why I can't decide on a college right now. <laughs> I'm like, there's just more and more coming. What uh, what are they? What do they do in Mississippi? Like, I saw. I think maybe you saw, shared this. Or somebody shared it. Like, they finally not legalized, but like it's sanctioned, sanctioned now. Uh, wrestling. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, there's some misconception on that. Okay. <laughs> Because Mississippi has had high school wrestling, because we looked into it like four or five years ago, when, right back, kind of when we started our club. Right, we were looking into you know growing it because we were so far away from everybody. I mean, the closest to us at the time was Nashville, so I mean we had to go three hours for tournaments and stuff. So then Arkansas came on board, so we go over there for you know some tournaments and whatnot, and we're like, you know, the the more states we get around us then it's easier for our athletes. So we're not traveling, you know, six, seven hours mm-hmm. for, you know, a couple day tournament and then back. So, you know, it, it, it had already been on the high school list of approved sports. They just finally got people down there to spearhead the actual motion and keep it going. Cause the coast had it. The Gulf coast of Mississippi had a couple, three or four schools down there that had it. And then they, they brought it up to the, Tupelo and and uh, Oxford and all that area, and so now they're really, you know, taking off with it, which is great. So that you know, because when when you go to Fargo, they announce all the states that have representation there, and all the time they would say, you know, a couple states, a couple states didn't, because I don't know what their reasoning is, but then they would say, and Mississippi. Because at the time, you know, they didn't have even high school wrestling, like, full, full force yeah. going on. They don't. They didn't have a state tournament. Now they have a state tournament, you know. So it's kudos to um, Brian Fox and um, Grady Hurley down there for really getting things going and stuff like that. And I used to go over, go over and do clinics. I remember the, this. For the, yeah. um, Grady's gym over there in Tupelo. And it, was, it would be so crazy because, like, we would show them some – simple moves and they're like oh my god like like you know it was showing them freaking fire for the first time mm-hmm. <laughs> but they you know they just ate it up because they're just a jujitsu you know mma type gym and a lot of those you know, didn't have wrestling yeah so when you show guys oh here's how you can take them down for real and not have to like pull on their pajamas or whatever they do in jiu-jitsu <laughs> <laughs> I will say the jujitsu pants are comfortable. <laughs> so motivational mark, what is your mark you're going to leave on the world? Mm, that's a good one. I just, you know, to help these young kids, you know, take this further, just keep growing the sport and, and, and bringing more and more people into it and, and developing this wrestling culture here, you know, with the people that I interact with. And, you know, I, I have as the older I become, the less I interact with people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pick and choose um, more because I see some people are not um, going to have a positive effect f- 
for the future. Yeah. They're, they're in it for themselves. They're in it for this, you know, and stuff like that. And like I said, I mean, most of the time, you know, I'll just be standing in the thing. Kids will come get me. Hey coach, I'm up. Okay. You know, it'll be just me and the other coach that are there. We would just be talking to each other. And, you know, I mean, a lot of coaches across the state know me and, the, you know, they'll talk to me and, the, and they'll, you know, if they have questions and whatnot, they'll, you know. And that's what makes me feel good is, like, when other coaches reach out to me and say, hey, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing, hey, you know what, maybe I am doing something right. But my thing is for these kids to leave better than when they came to me, mm-hmm. not just as wrestlers, but as as humans to go out and just, you know, be a better person for the world. We need more of that. So what did both of y'all think about like, as far as like uh positivity and like manifestation, do y'all believe in that at all? Yeah. Um, I feel like if you manifest something, you're going to work towards it mm-hmm. more. Be like, yeah, if I, I want to, I want to win a national title. <laughs> Um, you're going to work more towards the national title than you would if you're just like, I'm just going to be here and just going to do this. If I win, I win. No, if you put it in your brain that you're going to, you're going to drive towards it. And staying positive is a great, great thing. Like, do you audit your circle kind of like what Mark has done as far as certain people you're around you that aren't on the same trajectory as you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... <laughs> I, I pick and choose definitely. If um, mainly if they have this similar goals, if mm-hmm. they drive themselves, they want to go further in a certain thing. It doesn't have to be wrestling, mm-hmm. but if they have the drive to be at the number one college for engineering, or they want to they want to be this person, they they want to drive to that. I'm really like, yeah, you you're gonna be my friend now. Yeah, because that that influences positivity in my life. And I hope I can influence them as well. Yeah, like I, positivity and like I said, manifesting. Like you said, you have to do the work, though. You can't just wish it. Yeah. You know, what do they say? Uh, a, 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 a dream or was something about like it's something that if you don't actually put the work in, it's just a dream or wish. And you actually have to put some action into it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why they say like even writing something down is even better than just putting it in your head. Because if you see it down on paper, or like on a mirror or whatever, you'll try to achieve that even more. Yeah. Uh, my high school team likes to do this sheet of paper, like what is your season goal? Mm-hmm. What is your year goal? What is your goal in five years? What do you want to like nice. accomplish? Like that that helps a lot because I was like, win another state title and win a national championship. Yeah. I've done both. So far, <laughs> so. Time to rewrite. Yep. <laughs> Does doubt feel you too? Like when people are like, oh, you're not going to do that. Yes, it definitely does. I feel like I drive myself further when people doubt me. Yeah. And like, they're really like, yeah, you can do it. You got this. I'd be like, I can do it. And then in my mind, I'm like, can I though? Uh-huh. I, I feel like I need to. There's this pressure that I can, but like, is there? What about you, Motivational Mark? What are your thoughts on positivity and manifestation? I have really try to be more and more positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> they, um, and the thing is like, you know, I sent kids notes after this tournament, you know, saying, Hey, great job. 
I appreciate you letting me work with you. You know, to, for them to hear that from an adult, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, this guy noticed what I did, yeah. you know, and, and cause a lot of times in the room, it's like a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of nitpicking and nitpicking, but they also, the rewards come out and they're like, Oh, okay. He is. That's why he was so nitpicky. He want, he sees something in me that I don't see in myself. And I'm a big fan of writing stuff down too. And I, when I was, at various schools in the in the city, I would have the kids write down their goals. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to give them to me. Mm-hmm. They were not my goals. I did not care if they shared them with me. I just had them show me that they had them written down. And I would make them look at it every single day. I said, don't just write these down and then, you know, bury them. Put them on your mirror when you get up in the morning. Put them on the door before you walk out. Put them several different places so you see those goals. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, anybody can, you know, write a goal to, oh, you know, I'm going to lose 100 pounds by the time I turn 50. Yeah. If you're not all the time doing that and looking at it and, you know, checking and just checking yourself, you have to do self-checks and see where you're at on those goals. And the thing is, it's not a to-do list. Yeah. So many people look at goals and they write them down like a to-do list and scratch them off. Scratch them off. Oh, check, check, check. Okay. Well, I wrote down six goals. I got three of those accomplished. Guess what? I go back and I write my goals back over again. The bar keeps getting set higher and higher. And if you're not pushing yourself to be better and better every day, you know, you're just going to end up being lukewarm. And, you know, most people don't like lukewarm food. So do you either want to be, you know, if you want to be good, you're going to be the hot food. Yeah. If you want to be, you know, Mediocre, you'll be lukewarm. If you don't care, you're going to be cold food. So, I always wonder, like, when people are on their deathbed, like, if they never really did anything that they wanted to do, how much regret do they have then? And like I said, I think I talked about this yesterday, but, I mean, we're all going to die, but I, most of us don't act like it. And like I said, most people are just content with just this rat race, mm-hmm. you know, of being you know, just another number instead of uh, doing something. You don't, like I said, you can inspire change with just one person and then that person can inspire change with somebody else, you know? So it's just like, don't ever just think that you can't accomplish anything because you never know like your impact, like what Mark is doing with you, like his impact with all y'all, you know, is going to set the tone for who you're going to help somebody out down the road. Yeah. You know, so I wish more people would uh, seize this opportunity that we have. Because mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, there's we're all survivors because how many sperm were in our parents or, you know, like yeah. our mom and dad, you know, to to get for us to be where we're at right now. So mm-hmm. you were a fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all fighters. So just do something with this life. And like I said, most people aren't doing anything with it. And it's just pathetic, in my opinion. I mean, it's a miracle we're even here. If you if you study the human body and how, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. that the ovaries are not even attached to the fallopian tubes. They just rely on that little fingers to pull the egg in there, and then it has to hit at the right time to be fertilized. I'm like, okay, I'm here by this miracle of the universe, and what am I going to do with that? Have you heard the? Uh 
the Gary V Fuck You Monday? I don't think so. Let me see if I can find it. Real. <laughs> I think it was like one of the first videos I saw of him. Like I saw something like it was like 2016. And that's mm-hmm. when I started hearing about who he was. But um, he's ev- he's everywhere now. Yeah. Like you can't scroll through Instagram and not see something of Gary V or, you know. Mm-hmm. One day I can be there. <laughs> not me. I like to de- I like to hide too much. You do like to hide, but it doesn't work very well. <laughs> you will always be spotted, either by the shiny head or just you walking through and people like parting because they don't want to bump into you. Yeah, you could take them down and pin them. I don't know why. Why? You, why would people move? You're built like a brick. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty. You know, like when we do we're doing the kettlebell class, like you know, you're pretty huge, dude, man. So, like, yeah. Whenever you walk through crowds, you like pull pull your shoulders back so you're wider, and people are just like, "Nope, <laughs> nope." All right, it's it's the vibe. She's setting the tone yes. for the tournament. You don't want to fuck with these people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's like a it's like a minute and something long, but I'll play it for you. This is a cool setup. Um, you don't have a lot of stuff. To do. <laughs> I'm obsessed with skulls, so like I have a lot of skulls. And- I I can see that. Rolls will be up here one day. <laughs> I was what now? Jules will be up here one day. <laughs> He's skirting a thin line, man. <laughs> Last night, Mark. Oh my god! Like, so I'll tell y'all after. I'm trying to keep it positive. <laughs> Hold on. So it's early Monday morning, and I've been wanting to make a Monday morning video for a long time. And finally, D-Rock, we're doing it. So real quick, this is just a rant, very simple, and something that I want you to pass on or watch every Monday morning because the level of complaining is unacceptable. Look, what if I told you this was the last Monday morning of your life? What if I told you you died this week? Would you complain about your crap job or that test you don't want to take? I doubt it. You would go much higher level thinking. Well, that's really what it takes. It takes understanding that if you're not pumped right now, if you're begrudging what you're about to do, if you're, if you're not looking forward to it, look, I respect practicality. You gotta go through school because your parents want to. You gotta pay your rent. You got student loans, I get it. But please recognize the world we're living in. We're living in a world where there's so much more opportunity. This internet thing created way more opportunity for all of us, way more. I mean look, you might not even be alive. Like your mom and dad could have had sex like three minutes later and you wouldn't even exist and you're complaining. You could have ended up being a bus, a tree. I just don't get the mentality of being head down sad on a Monday morning. I'm gonna make Monday morning my bitch. I'm gonna make you Saturday Monday morning. That's what I wanna do every morning and that's what I want from you. Please, take a step back and think about how awesome it actually is. And then, recognize that you can attack the world in a totally different way because you were lucky enough to be born during this era. Fuck you, Monday. But yeah, like I, that was one of the first videos I saw of his, and I was just like, "Fuck, man, it's so true." Because like so many people are like living for the weekend. You know, it's like every day you should be living for every day. Because like I said, there's people dying. There's somebody dying right now while we're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I said, what what you're doing and what both of y'all are doing is 
is going to be leaving a mark on this fucking world. So it's awesome. And then we have Ro. <laughs> Hello, my friends. He's trying, though. Thank you. Is he? You <laughs> is he? I mean, he's still here. So, yeah. I'm doing something. He's wrong. existing. Yeah. <laughs> Monday. 100%. Back, baby. Back. I mean, I already talked to him. He, he's moved my stuff. He's got my schedule set for Monday. Ben Corliss training. Going to go down. Which program did you sign up for? The six-day-a-week bodybuilding. So that's the one for size, right? Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, oh, Jesus. I don't know. Did you already take your before pictures? Yes. Did you send them to him on the app? Yes. That's what you got to do today. <sighs> if you're starting Monday, you got to do it today. Got I got someone file somewhere. I'll just. You can just you go do it into in a the mirror. App. No, you do it in the app. Yeah, you I know. set your phone up and it, it positions you and everything. You line up in the body. And you're good. Oh, you take the pictures through the app? I thought you just uploaded them. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Because Tony did take some pictures up for me the other day, like maybe last week. Yeah, when you go into the app and do your profile, mm-hmm. it's a, it has a thing right there. And then when you click on the little thing, it comes up, you know, say, All right, enable your you. camera or whatnot. And you just say, yeah. And then it has like a body outline. And you Look at Ben Go, there. man. That's legit. Ben, I yeah. just thought, for real, like, you know, like everything else, you just send people to us upload whatever you, you, you know, yeah. you take your own picture or whatever. Front, side, back, and go. I mean, you can put your measurements in and stuff, but I didn't get that far yet because I've been kind of busy working with champions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what advice do you have for people, Mark? You've given some, some good stuff already today. Motivational, Mark, I'm sorry. Motivational, Mark, <laughs> what advice do you have for people? I mean, this is this is what I do. I I get up usually about four a.m. Mm-hmm. Right. I look at each day to attack the day. You know, you you've heard it over and over, carpe diem. You know, this and that. That's cool that you see it and you, you wear the shirt and this and that. Put that shit in your life. Seize that day. Go out there and take it. The opportunities are going to be there only if you create them and you search for them, right? Do I like getting up at 4 a.m.? Some days, no. Yeah. I go in, you know, I'll do my morning cardio, get my blood flowing. It's nothing like major, you know, just to get going. But guess what? I'm not rushed through my whole day. My day is all planned out. I've got everything falling in order, falling in order. That way... Everything's nice and smooth. When I get here for the kids, I'm 100% in ready to go for them. And that's the thing. It's like if you if you go out there and you attack your day, and just like Gary Vee was saying, don't dread it. Yeah. I mean, we, we have a set number. We don't know what it is. Yeah. But there is a set number of how many days we're allowed to be here. I want to go out and make the most of every single day and – you know, like the Tupac quote, maybe I'll spark the person who will make the biggest change. I may not make the biggest change. You know, I'm just a little old guy here in Memphis, you know. But that's that's the thing. Just go out and attack every single day. Take that day. Move forward. Progress every single day. You know, make yourself a better version of yourself every single day. And then it, it's going to spread because it's contagious. 
Okay. Positivity. People are going to flock to that. People, you know, especially the last couple of years. I mean, you've seen people's circles have gotten smaller and smaller. Yeah, absolutely. And and those people who are on the outside looking in, they're like, well, well what happened? Hey, I'm on this, I'm on this trajectory. I'm going up. Mm-hmm. I'm not staying flat line and going down. I, I, you know, we all saw, I mean, thousands and thousands of people died across the, across the world. It can just get you. Yeah. You got to go out there, attack that day, own it, do your best that you can do that day. If you, if you, if you, you know, are a little short of your goal that day, guess what tomorrow does? Set your goal a little bit higher. Okay. I like that. Wow. (laughs) She hears it enough. (laughs) Maggie, what's your advice for people? Did you just hear that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, I thought maybe you just ditto, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Uh, my advice is ditto, as Mark said. Uh, <laughs> just like, Tony, what you got? You got something? No, I think she has something. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got something for us. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Uh, advice to people. Yeah, I mean, yeah, live every day like it's your last. YOLO. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> live. If you don't think you've lived your day to the fullest, just, again, set it higher for tomorrow, and then you'll meet the yesterday's goal, and then you'll continue on going up higher. Yeah. Be the best you that you can be. Yeah, I think people try to overcomplicate life. You know, it's just simple. Like, small steps make the journey. Mm -hmm. You know? One foot after the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they say, like, I've said it before on here, but, like, if you want to eat an elephant, you do it a bite at a time. Mm -hmm. You know, like, just be consistent with everything. It's just like what y'all's practices, like, you're consistently drilling to get mm-hmm. to the match where those reps make you beat your nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> what is your advice for people, Raul? Listen to what people have to say to you. Because it might not be the best advice you want to hear from them, but they're usually saying it for your, your own good. And yes, I need to take that own advice <laughs> what I just said. Can I play y'all a clip? Hold on. Mm-hmm. It's this clip. I just just triggered me. But uh, let's see here. Who's who's talking in the clip? You'll hear. <laughs> just uh, somebody living out there trying to make the best out of the time given to us in this world, man. Just uh, that's how I identify. So you like to live life to the fullest every day, and the next day is not promised, as Tony says all the time to me. But you don't fucking just, listen, uh, you dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and oh wait yeah i was doing the editing and i was like don't repeat the stuff that we're talking about if you're not gonna fucking execute it thank you for coming on the podcast. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna end today's podcast thank you, thank you. Mark, thank you. that's why i stay on them yeah like, i'll send them texts i mean not negatively yeah no absolutely just, yeah just like hey you know because that you told me you were starting last week, right? I did tell. I did say that. So what did I say? Hey, how'd day one go? And I said, day one didn't go well. So then day two, what did I say? How is day two? I was like, ah. <laughs> I mean, there's always going to be a reason why we can't do something. Mm-hmm. Like I saw somebody once said, like, don't say you can't do it. Just say it's not a priority right now. 
Like, that's why yeah. I didn't do it. Because, like, you're trying to make excuses for yourself. But like, oh, I had a bad day or blah, blah, blah. But, you know, it's one of those things where, especially, I guess, with, like, fitness, if we want nice things in life and you're not healthy enough to enjoy it, there's no point of wanting nice things. Because they mm-hmm. say, like, people on their, like, deathbed would choose life over a million dollars. Because I saw this thing the other day. If somebody, somebody said, if I gave you a million dollars, would you take it? And some, everybody's like, of course. But you die the next day. Do you still want that million dollars? And they're like, no. It's a bad, that's yeah. a, yeah. that's a bad decision, <laughs> you know? So, but I, I think you're a good influence on him, too. Because when y'all, especially when he y'all were doing the kettlebell and stuff like that, like, mm-hmm. and he's, you know, because you would give him the quotes. And I, I think his demeanor was different, you know, since you came into his life. You know, so... You are definitely making a mark, motivational mark. That's a lot to say. I, I'm just living. I'm just living my life, and I want those people that are in my circle to live their best life. Yeah. And you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a small circle that is on that same mindset. And these kids, I mean, like I said, they amaze me all the time. They just go out there, and they they work their tails off, and they get the rewards and and it's, it's, it seems like it's cliche. Cause I say it all the time. I'm like, this is not me. This is them. They go out there, they do the work. You know, I'm just there kind of helping them along the way with a little guidance and this and that. Yeah. But they're the ones that have to do the work. I, I don't wrestle. They wrestle. They have everything to lose out there in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could just walk back off in the crowd and nobody will know. I got it easy. <laughs> so what is next for you, Maggie? Um, the world team trials. Okay. That's, that's next. That's the closest one. Um, going to be training for that cutting weight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. It's going to be so fun. Um, just more repetition in the room. Gonna work out more. Yeah, <laughs> <He's> like you. <laughs> so, uh, your fundraisers that you have going on, where can people find them? Um, you can find them on Facebook under my mom's profile. Uh, it's Amanda Break Graham. Can you send me the link, Mark, and I'll put it in the show notes yeah. when I do that? Um, yeah. There's a. GoFundMe. That's also a link on my mom's Facebook page. I think that's it. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't yeah. pay attention to the money. Your job is just to do the wrestling. And yeah. Let them run, handle the rest, yeah. right? Yeah. Put the work in and do the wrestling. And that's the good thing is her mom is like all in. Right. You know, supporting her. And and it, that's what it takes. I mean, you know, these kids have it rough. People don't understand what they go through when they come into the room and what they go through match day. You know, I mean, we had a little struggle yesterday. Yeah. I felt good because she had enough confidence in, in me to pull me aside and, ex- and explain, you know, what was going through in her mind. So that, I mean, that to me was even better than her winning all of her matches because it's like, okay. We're dealing with humanity still beyond what happens in this room. This is like a real life million dollar baby. 
<laughs> Have you ever seen that movie before? No. I mean, it ends tragically. Don't yeah. watch that part. <laughs> but the story, it's about Clint Eastwood and uh, Hillary Swank, and she wants to be a boxer. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so, well, that's not what Mark did, obviously, but like he didn't want to train her because she was a woman. And then she became like this amazing boxer. And like his their relationship was kind of like y'all's. So that's what it kind of reminds me of. Million Dollar Baby. It's a good movie. I don't think I've seen that. It's a really good movie. That's good. Except watch yeah, don't watch the end. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like movies like that where it's not always like sunshine and rainbow because that's not life. Yeah. No. You know? Like those movies like uh, like super bad at the very end. Like the guy, <laughs> like Jonah Hill gets with the girl. Like, come yeah. on now. Like that's not happening in school, man. We've had, we've had some tears. Yeah. Of both happiness and joy, so I mean, it's it's growing. Yeah, it's the reality of things. <laughs> it happens. I enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate your time, and I'm sorry, Raul did not know your name. Yeah, I, I haven't. Read, I, I haven't. I, hey, I was close, Maggie. Do you have a uh, like a like a alter ego name? Gabby. That's it. Uh, Do they do that in in wrestling? Like, do people have, like, a name? Like, they do in MMA sometimes? No. Like a nickname? Yeah. We're real people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, there's so many wrestlers. Like, you can say Helen. You can say Adeline. Uh You can say Tamara. You can say um, JB. You can say, you know, you can say these people's just their first names mm-hmm. and the wrestling community all knows who you're talking about. Mm. And in a couple of years, people are going to say, Maggie, everybody's going to know who you're talking about. This girl right here. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. That's so yeah, awesome. That's awesome. And you're so young too, man. God, just, I just can't imagine what you're going to be doing in the future. Me either. I really hope it's good though. I see it. I mean, you just have a good head on your shoulders, man. I can keep Mark around you too. He's yeah. he's a good inspiration. Yeah, I try to influence. Well, we'll have to have you come back again, both of y'all. What? Yeah, I'd be down for that. It's been fun. Yeah. Once he once he wins the world trials and yeah gets ready to head off to Rome. Oh, that'd be awesome. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> she wants it. <laughs> I do. That's so Rome. cool. <laughs> how cool would that be? And how long if you when you when you do go to Rome, how long are you gonna be there for? I'll be there for a week, but I have an option to stay for another week just to explore Rome. It's gonna be awesome as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that kinda of comes with the package, like you wrestle for the week and then mm-hmm. that's nice, man. Yeah. Traveling is one of the best things that anybody can do. And I wish that I would have done it younger. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think a lot of people get to experience so many different cultures. Like there's so many people that live in this city that have never left their street. Like we had somebody on here one day and they went to like the civil rights museum and they were driving to the museum and the person was like, is this Mississippi? <laughs> like that's how yeah. sad, you know, like this, it was like a kid. They didn't know anything, you know, but um, yeah, like if you, once you get to do that, I'm going to say want, when, 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 because we're putting, we're wishing into existence when you go like, uh, that's going to be amazing for you. So you got to go to Mexico City to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. See, that's 16 cool. years old. Yeah. Like I said, you're doing more than most adults have done. True. And that's fucking awesome. You'll keep it up. So proud of her. Yeah. 
yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day you can inspire Raul. That's right. To do something. I mean, life. she's a teenage girl doing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I can do it, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> Honestly. All right. We love you lots. All right. Bye. Bye.